Welcome to Chewing the Fruit. I'm Jules. And I'm Bex. Join us every other Sunday for rants, pants, and all things big girl pants. Bex, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Glad to be back to our routine podding. Favourite time of the week. How are you? Yeah, good. Do you know actually routine something I was thinking about because I use Google Calendar to plan everything. And I'm now putting everything in it, like what cookie, like right down to everything I'm going to do. And I'm like, you just, humans just thrive so much off routine, don't we? Like things happening at the same time, you know what's happening. Like having your life like 80% routine and a wee 20% yeah for sure. so I, good, I think uh, when you put it all on your calendar and stuff you can see where you're wasting time as well can't you so like <laughs> for me it's daft stuff like I prep my food for the week at the same time on a Sunday and that's like something that I do it, the only way I wouldn't is if I was like away somewhere but no matter how busy I am in the house that's a job that I do um and I think it does make you so much more productive and clear going into the week, knowing every little time slot, setting little dates for yourself, even like for your training. You'll do that as well. <laughs> I plan my training timing between other people's training and that. But it's, I think if you don't, I'm really guilty of in the morning. If I don't have something planned to do at a specific time to start my day, after I come back from walking cookie, I like faff about and like look for stuff on my dressing table and then I sit on the couch and then YouTube's on and I'm like it's half past ten how did I how did the day get away from me and I think yeah. I start with a plan I'm not bothered if the day gets away from me after three o'clock but I'm like I don't want to start my day that way so yeah I think routine and planning which actually probably fits really well with today's topic routine and planning for how to build your perfect meal plan yes so when you mentioned this one I was like yeah because so many people get in touch with me asking me to do diet plans for them, as in they want me to write, eat this amount of chicken at this time. And I think a lot of that is to do with, one, people don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. And two, it's the decision fatigue, isn't it, of that thinking about what to have. So they want somebody else to tell them what to eat at what time. But I always go back to people and say, well, I could but I won't because it's not sustainable, it's not realistic, it's not long-term. At some point, you're going to stop eating chicken and rice at 2 o'clock. So you need to build your own diet plan, something that works personally for you, your goals, your schedule. Yeah, so I think actually this podcast is going to be the perfect balance between that because I completely get why people want a meal plan because, like you say, decision fatigue, honestly, See that having to decide what to have for your tea every night for the rest of your life, that is the hardest part of being an adult. I'm sick of picking things to eat. And this Mm -hmm. is going to help you go over that decision fatigue, but also it's going to build your meal plan out of things that you enjoy, things that you're going to like to eat, things that your family likes to eat. And it's that this is going to help you build your perfect meal plan and help all of those things come together. Yeah, and I think... There's a couple of ways of like looking at it because a lot of the time I get asked like, oh, can you, I need some inspiration for lunches. Like, well, what can I have? And I always go back to people like, well, you can have whatever you want. It's hard for me to give you inspiration for lunches because I don't really know what you like. So I'll list off things that I eat, but I'm like, well, basically anything that fits within your goals. 
but people still come back and then I end up going, right, well, they want more than this. They do need some level of guidance with a diet plan because people don't want the free reign a lot of the time of like deciding their self what they can have for lunch. But there's different personality types, isn't there, I think, involved in how you would structure a diet plan. So there's people I think that are like foodies mm -hmm. and then I work with people who are the opposite where they would happily just eat chicken and rice every single day for six weeks until they got to their goal. Do you find that? You have like, I guess there's people out there that if they could just take a tablet and get everything they need from food, they'd be happy with that. They'd be like quite robotic. And then other people who are like, they love chocolate and they love a glass of wine. And so it's kind of two different personality types with it. You know, I actually think, I actually think there's three, right? So me, Ross, and actually my friend Shona. So Ross would literally eat, I mean, exactly the same thing all the time. And it doesn't even need to be, like, he will have chicken and veg and a pita bread, chicken and veg and a pita bread. Like, he could do that every day. And he just sees it as, well, I just need to not be hungry. And this is, yeah, this is fine. Whereas Shona, my friend, is who is a brilliant cook, and I think that's maybe got aspect in it as well she's a brilliant cook she eats lots of different things and there's huge variety in her meals and from day to day from week to week she eats a whole host of different stuff whereas I think I sit in the middle that I can probably eat relatively the same things same three or four meals for dinner so that I've got a wee bit of variety more than Ross but less than Shona but also I'm losing that decision fatigue that I don't need to think of something new every day so I'm probably that person that sits kind of in the middle of I just want it to be easy but also I can't eat the same thing every day yeah I'm probably like you I think I'm like definitely easy never spend more than sort of 10 minutes in the kitchen or I do oven teas where you're just chucking it in but I'm like very I don't know stir fries jacket potatoes easy stuff whereas like you said James say we're going on holiday and we want to drop a couple of pounds, he would happily live off fish and boiled veg for six weeks. Whereas oh, I'd be barking, going, absolutely not. I've had it for two days. That's me done. <laughs> Whereas, so a lot of the time, if we're like dieting, as in looking to lose fat, we'll eat separately, like separate food. Because mm. I'll be like, I cannot have bloody chicken and veg or fish and veg again. Where he would happily eat it for six weeks. Maybe yeah. it's like a man-woman thing, that. It could it could be. Um but yeah, Ross would eat just like the same doesn't need that much variety. Maybe something a wee bit different on a Saturday night, but that'd be a bit. But that is probably the way you and I eat. Maybe consciously or unconsciously, I don't know actually if we've done this on purpose, but it is quite a good strategy for a fat loss plan to have eat roughly the same things. And actually I've seen it was Haley, um Haley Bell PT said on her stories she was showing her food and she went this is where being a creature of habit pays off because mm. she has the same kind of same three or four meals for things across the week so there's a bit of variety but it's not something absolutely brand new some sort of brand new idea every day and I think having that bit of variety but not huge variety is very helpful in making a meal plan yeah especially if you're not so bothered with tracking so like Mm -hmm. I don't personally track because tracking to me is a short-term thing till you understand your food. I feel like I can look at food now and understand what's in it. Um, 
but I'm like Haley, so unless something crops up where I've not been shopping or I don't know, I'm out and about, I'll have the same breakfast and lunch every day all week because I like it. But then when it comes to tea, it'll be something different every night. All my snacks might be different. But most days for me, I'm like fruit and yogurt for breakfast, salad with omelette and some for lunch, like super easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I probably have two different breakfasts. Obviously, one of them is Cheerios. Two different, <laughs> two different breakfasts, one's Cheerios and one's Turkey Rashers. And I have like two different lunches. And then dinners, maybe four, five different dinners across the week. And again, I don't track every day because, well, most days are pretty much the same. And one of the reasons I eat, like, for example, the turkey rashers on the protein bagel is because I know, because I eat it so often, that it's like 300 calories, 35 grams of protein, and I think it's like eight grams of fiber. Yeah. So I'm like, I know, boxed, and it's, and I really like it. That's Yeah. That for me is number one in a meal plan. I've got to like it. Otherwise, we're just not doing it. So those things, like if I know roughly what the nutritional content of them is, makes life easy. Well, that's the difference as well as feeling like you're on a diet, isn't it? What we're talking about is just there's no end goal to how me and you are saying that we eat. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be foods that we enjoy. It's got to be foods that fit within our lifestyle, budget, because otherwise you're doing something short term, you're making yourself like eat foods that you don't particularly like because it's low calorie or whatever, which means there's going to be like an end goal to it. Then what happens when you stop doing that? So I suppose what we're talking about is it is a diet plan as such. It's our food, it's our nutrition, but there's no end date to it. That's just how we eat. It works for us. It works for our body composition goals, for our training goals. Yeah, I think that's it. And that's what makes it successful is having that. There's no end date to it. Like, for example, you and I don't want to cook anything. So if we Ever were, again. <laughs> if someone was to give us a meal plan that's going to require 60 minutes of cooking a day, we are not doing that. We'll maybe do it once and then you're like, I just can't do this. And then you just revert back to old habits. So I think that's the big key foundation of it is got to be sustainable it's got to be things in your meal plan have to fit with your time your budget and stuff that you like yeah so in terms of like a meal plan a day let's talk about how it would look for kind of like an optimum day for should we say fat loss and nutrition kind yeah. of healthy fat loss yes um so for me when i look at my day there's definitely structure most days to my eating. Um, I mean, some of this is going to be personality type because I am a structured person. But I think for me, I need to manage my hunger levels. Mm -hmm. So I have my structure of breakfast, lunch and tea. Now, not at the same set time every day, but basically I have three meals a day and I have afternoon snacks. And the reason I have afternoon snacks is so that when I get in late, I'm not ravenous when I sit down to my tea. So I'm not going to overeat. I'm not going to make choices that don't serve me. I'm not going to be like grazing while I'm waiting for my tea to cook. So for me, if I miss out that afternoon slash evening snack, it's going to be detrimental to me if I then get in and feel starving. That's something that I have to do. I think that's pretty basic, isn't it? Since time began, people are like three meals a day, a couple of snacks. How do you, how does your day look? Yeah, similar an idea and, 
exactly what you've said there. I think people shouldn't get caught up in this. And this would help be if you got, if someone wrote you a meal plan, they would be like, eat your breakfast at eight, eat your lunch at 12.30. Schedule it how works for you. So similar to you, I'll have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and my snack actually will be then after my dinner. So the reason for that being is I like to have a wee snack when I'm watching the TV at night. And a lot of the time it's, I don't know, it could be anything, it could be a packet, I guess, a lot of them are protein mousses from Aldi. Ooh, Delish, yeah. Oh, that double, ch- and it's massive. Like you feel as if mm. you're so much, like 20 grams of protein. So something like that, which helps your protein as well, but we'll back to that in a wee bit later. But yeah, so I tend to have my breakfast a wee bit later because I'm teaching classes in the morning, out walking cookie. So my schedule that works for me is probably having my breakfast like half past 10, 11 o'clock-ish. I probably then have my lunch, maybe about 2, 2.30. And then we have dinner at like 6.37. And I think letting go of the rules of you've got to have your breakfast early. So have your meals at the times that suit you. So like you were saying, you have that snack between your lunch and your dinner because it then stops you from getting hungry. Yeah, because that's our lifestyles. Because at the moment, I teach late in the afternoon so I don't ever, very rarely, unless I'm off for summer, would I have my tea before 9pm. So to other people, 9pm tea is mental, obviously, but that is just my life at the moment. So if I don't have that snack at around about 6pm, 7pm while I'm teaching, you know, I'll have that between classes or I might have it on the drive home, that's going to then stop me walking through the door at 9 yeah. and just eating everything in the cupboards. So that's exactly it, isn't it? I have my... On a Monday, I have my breakfast at around about half 11. Then I have my lunch at about half three. And then I have my tea at about nine. And I have the snack in between. So everything sort of shifts a bit further in the day. Um, But I do think that having those structured meals, I think skipping meals doesn't really work for me. Yeah. So if I just had two meals a day, somewhere I would then be overeating because I'm not managing my hunger levels or my energy levels. Yeah, and I think that that's important. Don't it's like the same with hydration. Don't let yourself get thirsty because then you're already dehydrated. Mm. So stay ahead of it. Plan ahead. Planning's a big thing. So plan the meals out at, but stay flexible. But plan them out at times that suit your schedule. I think people get tied up in this. Oh, am I supposed to not eat after eight o'clock? And what's the ideal time to have my dinner at? The ideal times when it's going to suit you and your schedule. So plan your meals out around what you've got going on in your day would be a big thing. When you when you talk about it, like it's actually really basic stuff in it when we're chatting. And I was thinking I was having a a coaching call with one of my one to one girls the other day, and she'd had like a bit of a tricky day, and she'd said, "Oh, I slipped up. I'd I'd planned whatever for my tea, and when I came out of work, I walked past the chippy, and I did go in and get like a chippy." So first I was like, right, well, it's not a big deal. You've had a chippy, but let's look at why you did that rather than going home to have the tea that you'd planned. And her answer was that she was that busy, she'd missed her lunch. So I said, so there we go. It's really obvious that you've missed your lunch, you're hungry, you're hungry to the point where you're past making logical decisions that serve you because hunger's fully taken over your brain by this point. Nobody can stay focused on the goals once hunger's like got its claws in. I think you, there's no such thing as logic then, is that you just need to sort of serve that instinct. Mm-hmm. 
So I said to her, so, you know, we need to learn from that now and go next week, let's make sure that we prioritise that lunch. And I guess my point to her was, if you have your breakfast and your lunch and your snack and you still really feel like you want that chippy, then, you know, we have to do those things, don't we, when we fancy them now and again. But I was like, but you're not in control of that decision. You've made that decision because you've left work absolutely starving because you've not had your lunch or your afternoon snack. Yeah, and I suppose it's about, like, intent. So are you getting the chippy just because you fancy a chippy? And which is fine. Like, enjoy it. Like, chippies are amazing. But are you getting it because you're then just looking for the path of least resistance because you've missed steps before that? And actually, you don't necessarily want the chippy. It's just the easiest thing to do in that situation. So yeah, And the knock-on effect, like, I don't think she'll mind. Obviously, I'm not saying her name anyway, but... She also had intended to go to the gym that night and then didn't because she felt all bloated and crap because she'd had a chippy. And look at the domino effect, you know, just because she didn't take her lunch. Ah, it then had this little domino on everything else that she'd planned for that day. And then she felt shit the next day. I was going to say, she's not even enjoyed the chippy. So she still had it. And she's not even necessarily... Whereas if she decided on Tuesday, we're going to get a chippy tea on Friday night. And everyone's like, oh, buzzing. Right. And then you get the chippy tea that you've looked forward to all week and you really enjoy it. And you're like, mm, that was amazing. And then you, so you're not even, she's not even getting the enjoyment out of yeah. it because she's felt like happening. It's just actually been just to band aid over that hunger. So, yeah, yeah pl- plan your schedule ahead. Now, this is one thing probably all of our clients talk about this. I find when I look at people's food diaries, Dinners are always brilliant for protein. Everyone seems to nail their protein at their Do dinner. Do you mean dinner like lunch or tea? Tea. All right, okay. <laughs> dinner right. to me is like lunchtime. <laughs> Bre- breakfast, lunch and tea, right? Right, okay, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, tea. Right, so I think everybody seems at tea time, at dinner time, <laughs> night time, at night time, they... They always, on their last meal, they always get their protein in. But yeah. it's always breakfast that is the one that lacks in protein the most. And then people are always, it's like leaving all of your steps till seven o'clock at night. People are then always trying to catch up. So one of the things I advise everyone to do is get in a good 25, 30 grams of protein and in your breakfast, and then you're off to a flying start for the day. And it makes hitting your protein target so much easier so if you can plan in your first two meals your breakfast and your lunch a big bit of protein in those two meals it's so much easier to hit that protein target which again stops you feeling hungry stops you nipping into the chippy stops you missing the gym yeah all those things and protein i think until you really start paying attention to it and consciously adding it into your main meals people don't appreciate just how impactful it is to have a high protein diet when your goal is fat loss keeping you feeling full keeping you feeling satisfied honestly like if you're listening in and you're like oh I don't really bother looking at my protein track it for a week like Jules says get it in breakfast lunch and tea it's going to blow your mind mm-hmm. how much less snacking you're doing it's it's unbelievable isn't it when you really spend a bit of time just focusing on it I think breakfast Probably because people are rushing, aren't they? A lot of the time they grab something like a bit of toast, a bagel, whatever. They're not thinking about protein. Also, a lot of people wake up hungry. So you just go, again, you're making decisions when you're hungry, aren't you, first thing in the morning. But it doesn't have to be like a three-egg omelette. I think people, a lot of the time people say to me, what about breakfast because I don't like eggs? And I'm like, there's so many other options. 
for me, most days, it's Greek yogurt and fruit, which takes me, like, what, 60 seconds to chuck together. Most Greek yogurts, you know, your fai or your protein yogurts, are all dead high protein. Yeah, I mean, Aldi and all that are, and Morrison's, actually, Morrison's have got a ton of protein yogurt-based oh. things. Like, there's so much you can do, actual grab-and-go for your breakfast. So even if you're not even breakfast at home, like, but all these protein yogurt, and they're nice as well. Yeah. And you can just throw stuff together. So actually, it doesn't have to even involve cooking. You can literally have something that you can buy from the supermarket, put it in your fridge and just grab it out of the fridge and eat it and then jobs are good. Yeah. So we're saying we want three meals a day, nice and balanced, spread out, but in a way that serves your schedule and works yes. for you. So flexible on timings. Um, we want to make sure we include protein with every meal with a real focus on breakfast because that's one that most people miss. Um, what else? So I'm thinking one of my top tips would be to pack your plate out with loads of high volume, low calorie food. Um, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm a person, I do like food quality, but I very much am quantity. Like I do like to feel really full when I finished. I hate feeling hungry. So for me, I have to make sure that my plates are packed out, even if it's, you know, just loads and loads of salad, stuff like that added in just to, I might have something that doesn't even really have salad with it. I don't know, like say I had spag ball, I'd still have a side salad with it a lot of the time, stuff like that, just to fill my plate out. I mean, um, Emma's like the bloody queen of this, and she, you see some of the gross stuff she puts on her story, <laughs> filling her plates out with that frozen veg. Whenever I see it, like, oh, peas, carrots, sweet corn, all chucked into stuff, but I'm like, high volume, low calorie, just well, packing you, it out. That's, I made a post about this this morning, and it was about the difference, so not all calories oh, being frozen. Like, what the, di the difference between, like, high volume and low volume food is, right? And I looked all of this up, so you know Cadbury's Giant Buttons? So a packet of Cadbury's Giant Buttons is 214 calories. Now, right. that's not going to fill you up. I mean, delicious. Oh, chocolate buttons. But <laughs> you're never going to eat chocolate, but a packet of chocolate buttons and go, oh, I feel so much better now. I'm not hungry anymore. What is also 214 calories is an apple, a packet of chicken refrigerators, and two mini baby bells. So you can have all of that for the same calories as the pack of chocolate buttons. So thinking about the volume you get in your food, and another example was like berries. If you've got a bowl yeah. of berries, you can have a massive stacked bowl of them. If you've got the same amount of calories in nuts, nuts are brilliant for your health, so many health benefits, but they're not a satiating food. So you've got a tiny wee amount of yeah. the same amount of calories. So yeah, I would definitely think about in your meals, food volume and like, what does it look like? Are you only eating a tiny amount or what else can you pack out your plate with? Veg is the best thing for it because yeah. you can absolutely pack things out with veg for next to no calories and it is, you're eating way more. Tons of fiber, tons of vitamins, tons of minerals, like so many benefits to it, but you can add veg to practically anything. So two of my favorites, I'm just thinking that like stuff me and are delicious and aren't high calorie. So the first one is fresh pineapple if you grill it with cinnamon on it Ooh. you can literally have a bowl the size of your head for 
next to no calories. When you're talking about like buttons being 200 calories a packet, you can have a mountain of grilled pineapple with cinnamon on. And then what I usually do is put either like a spoonful of halo top on it or a spoonful of yogurt or something. Honestly, delicious and next to nothing. And my second one is like your own eaten mess. So meringue, natural yogurt and tons and tons of berries. Because like you say, berries are really um, low-cal, high-volume. Again, I get make a bowl literally as big as my face and sit and stuff my face till I feel dead full. Again, it's only like a couple of hundred calories. So they are my two top tips for you to get them. I love them like, after, you know when you're saying you want like a snack after your tea? Yeah. I'll have them on like a Friday night if I'm on a fat loss. You know, try to stay within my calorie deficit and I'll have a huge bowl of either of them. So two top tips there. I'm going to ask a, a, a technically a cooking question then, so you oh. might have the answer to it. Can you put the pineapple in the air fryer? Probably. I haven't done it, but I usually put them under the grill till till they start going like nice and brown. I'm going to try them in the yes. The air. Our cooker has been almost retired since we bought an air fryer, so right i'm going to put pineapple yeah. in the fire cover it in it cinnamon it's delicious and then put it in there mm. immense it's... yeah so, so yeah. yeah high volume low cal foods perfect to add into our diet plan um other things that i would say for me to reduce the decision fatigue it's the whiteboard at the start of the week where yeah. i write down what my teas are Again, I'm flexible though. So I'll write down like five teas for the week. But if I don't fancy the one I've written down for Monday, I might swap it for Wednesdays or something. But writing them down, because my breakfast and lunch are always basically the same, I know I have maybe round about 800 calories or something for my tea. So I'll pick five meals that are around about within that bracket and then just yes. swap them in and out. And then usually at the weekend, we'll have something higher calorie on like a Friday night, but we plan for it in advance. Or like you say, we might say, right, we're going to have a chippy on Saturday or something. But especially Monday to Friday, it's just five basic teas that I swap about. And actually, do you know what? Who's got the time Monday to Friday to be like whipping out cookbooks and all that? I say that like I've got cookbooks, I don't have any. But nah. we don't we don't have the time for it. And it's just it's adding something else into your day. And then you're going to choose the path of least resistance. And just ends up going to the chippy. What I advise a lot of my clients to do is everybody eats the same 20 odd things in their house. It's just how we all are. Mm. If you work out all of the things you commonly in your house, all of the meals that you commonly have, if you know approximately what your calorie goal is for fat loss or maintenance or whatever it is your goal is, work out what you regularly eat and then make yourself a list of, well, for example, your turkey rashers on a protein bagel are 300 calories, 35 grams of protein. And if you've got this list of the 20 most common things that you eat in your house, you can then use it at the start of the week for your whiteboard meal plan. It helps with your shopping list. And actually, it's the whole thing again with the Google Calendar. If you know what you're going to have, give or take, over the week, you know what goes in it, you can write it all down, you go to the shops, just get it no hassle and then you've got your time for other more enjoyable things other than shopping and food prep that's such a good idea that like i'm thinking i mean even like if this is somebody who's sort of struggling wanting to get cracking with this even if you like took a picture 
of those 20 meals, the one time you worked out around about how many calories is in it, that's going to take out that. When people say to me, I can't be bothered tracking every day and stuff, doing something like that is going to take it out, isn't it? Just going, well, I know what that stir fry has roundabout in it and I know what that has in it. And I think doing it the first couple of times as well does open your eyes because what I will say is a lot of people when they're, you know, starting out on fat loss journeys will say that they healthy eat. Yes. And I'm like, oh, brilliant. But something I saw, James makes this amazing, like Jamie Oliver salmon. It's like an Asian salmon. We always just have it with like veg or salad or something. So not even any carbs, really. But when I tracked it, it blew my mind how many calories was in the salmon, you know, like with the skin on. Um, it was crazy compared to lean fish. And I'm going, oh, my God, we thought a bit of fish and veg for tea was going to be well on plan and it it was I can't even remember but it was crazy calories where I thought god we could have had a burger or whatever for that so it's just worth doing it in it at least once to go yeah it might be healthy and it's great for you nutritionally but if your goal's fat loss you still have to be aware of the calories that are in your food yeah so I would say just look at how many calories you need and then work out all the common things that you eat and do you know what we're all creatures of habit even the people with big variety and their meals still eat the same 10, 12 dinners. Anyway, so write down what you commonly have in your house. Work out the calories in it. And then it even helps you to kind of guess so that you know, right, that's a 500-ish calorie meal or that's 900-ish calories. Or if it's salmon, it's the way over. Yeah, but it, then it helps. It, you're just making informed choices and it makes you more mindful with your food. And I think it's about creating routine as well that's why he's looking for a meal plan they're looking for you to provide them with a routine but so you know that saying well here comes joseph on air quotes easy things hard life hard things easy life Uh the easy thing would be bex giving you a meal plan that's going to make your life hard because you might not want to eat the things that she's giving you it doesn't suit you you don't enjoy it it's not sustainable but if you do the hard thing make the list of everything that you eat work out your calories Get yourself a plan. That's a wee bit of work for you, yeah, but it's going to make your life so much easier in the long run and make it so much more sustainable. And that's it. It's just putting a bit of effort in at the start, isn't it? I always try and get this across to people. When they like start with me and I ask them to start looking at the calories, if they're not being consistent with it at the start, I'm like, I appreciate that you're finding this like a bit of a ball at logging into NutriCheck or whatever. If you just do it for a couple of weeks, what you're going to learn is going to just skyrocket you forward then to understanding what's in your food. But it's like people can't be bothered at the start, can they, when it's a bit hard? So they want somebody else to say, right, we'll eat exactly this. But yeah, like you say, a little bit of like groundwork in the short term is going to just do nothing but help you move forward in the long term. Yeah, and I think even that track your calories for a couple of weeks. Obviously, you're not going to track your calories forever. But I think that is one of the benefits of tracking calories is the education it provides you if you don't know really anything about nutrition. Because when I get people that are new to it and they'll track calories for a while and they'll come to me and they'll be like, whoa, I didn't, do you know how many calories is in this? Mm. Like, yeah, well, I do because I've tracked calories for years. So <laughs> people learn and they're like, oh, I'm not really getting anything. That's not worth it. And then it's that whole, is that worth it for the amount of calories you're paying for it? Yeah. And it develops your knowledge. So yeah, spend a couple of weeks checking what's in the calories, what calories are in the things you already eat. And then from there, you can swap things out to 
increase the volume and decrease the calories and make it more of a personalised meal plan? I think last thing I would add is it's not really specific to me, but it I know that I've got clients that need it. Definitely planning the things to your diet plan that you sort of need to help you stay on track. So what I mean by that is I'm not like really a chocoholic. It doesn't really bother me. I wouldn't need to plan that in every day. But some of my girls like will plan a little bit of chocolate into their diet every single day because that's going to then potentially stop them binging like when they get to a weekend because they've done nothing but you know, if they'd lived off salad all week, you know that that's going to end badly at the weekend if they are somebody who, like, really enjoys a bit of chocolate, that type of thing. So I would say plan that in, and then there's you're reducing the chances, aren't you, of going absolutely mental when you eventually, like, let yourself have a bar of chocolate. You know, that, that's the thing. It's don't make it, try and make it too perfect. Because see if I don't have a wee snack, like, at 8 o'clock when we're watching the TV, and it could be something that's, for example... A mini twister, which is, what, 40 calories? Yeah, it's the brill. So good. So see having that one mini twister at 40 calories? I'm like, oh, good. Box ticked. Move on. That's it. See if I don't have something like that. See by like nine o'clock, I'm in rummaging through the cupboards and I'm like, oh, I'll have a handful of almonds and a bit of cheese and mm, I make a bit of toast. And then that could be four or 500 calories mm. just because I've not had the thing that I enjoyed, which I actually was blinking 40 calories to start with. So yeah. factoring in what you like and you've got to include that in it. A meal plan could be absolute perfection nutritionally, but if it doesn't suit you, you don't like it and it doesn't suit your life, it's just useless. I think we can finish there. Perfect. There we go. So we would like to hear what kind of meal plans you've come up with. So if you come up with your own meal plan, tag us on social media and let us see what you come up with. Fabulous.